Australian survivor. Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. Survivor. Survivors. 21 South Africans. 12 ordinary Australians. 16 New Zealanders. Give them the swamma. One million pounds. Million euro. Million. Shkali. Million. Hello everyone, Shannon Garcia getting you ready for our week 9 finale exit interviews for Australian Survivor Heroes vs. Villains Part 2. If you missed Part 1, that is already out. That is with, spoiler alert, the winner, Liz, and King George himself. And then in this chat, I have the two runners-up, first Matt and then Jerry, trying to get a lot of those insights, which I think are pivotal for the recap that I'm about to do with Mike Bloom. A lot of that intentionality. Um, I really, really loved my chats with both of these men. Matt had a really a lot of thoughts of what he thought was happening through a final two, and my heart really breaks for him because there is a version of this game that he has absolutely won with that true intentionality. And then Jerry's decisions as well was so pivotal to what we'll be talking about through the analysis of the week. So thank you so much for listening to all of this. The recap, as I said, should be coming out soon. Then the check-in with Rob talking tribal is out. That first part of the exits are out. And then after all of this, we're going to get into the deep dive. But thank you guys so much for listening. Hope you enjoy this part two of the finale exit interviews and I will see you on the other side. Hey, Matt, it's great to chat to you. I'm sorry that it didn't work out necessarily in a win in this context, but I really liked your game and I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk about it because I feel like I'm upset for you because I feel that in another world you won Survivor because you were playing for this final two and and hearing from Liz and George today, everyone thinks it's a final two. And I hate to say it and it might pour some salt on the wounds, but if this is the final two, like you're probably the winner of Survivor. So it's it's kind of a, a structural thing, you know, and I, I'd love to hear yeah. from you what your your plan was with that because i feel like the plan that you had with george and jerry it's something you pulled off and it's something that again in a, in a different universe and a different structure is a winning game so can you speak to yeah. what that plan was and how you feel that you achieved it yeah like we were under some pretty good um ideas around a lot of things of why we thought it was a number two of a final two and um and for it not to work out like that in the final days yeah as soon as i think you could almost see the moment i knew my game was done when yeah. JLP said it after winning that extra vote and then telling us, I was like, at that moment, I was like, I don't think I can win anymore because we were under this idea that it was the final two. Um, and yeah, I, I'd done that since, since merge, we'd been planning to get to a final two. Me and Jerry had been planning to get to a final two. I love Jerry, but no one on the jury had loved Jerry as much as I did. And so I knew that if I had Jerry there, that I would have most of the votes. Um, and yeah, in another world, I win that challenge. It's immunity. We yeah. vote Liz out that night. And then I beat George in the final endurance yeah. challenge, which was the game plan since merge. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if, if I had known that it was a final three, things would have been, I would have been doing things differently because I would have known that I had to sit against someone else, not just Jerry. Um, and nothing to take away from Jerry's game, but it was just that the people on the jury didn't gel with him as much as uh, I did, for example. So, yeah, there's a lot of things um, that could have happened differently or changed differently if I knew it was a final three. But, um, yeah, that's just how the cookie crumbles. And that's the game of Survivor. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love hearing you speak to it with such clarity because I feel like that's true. And I've spent a lot of time in the past 24 hours, you know, and I'm sure you have more than I have because it's your game. But thinking through, you can see it clearly. That final four challenge, Liz loses. She's out. You do outlast George in the final three. Anyway, no need to go over it. I think we're both aware of the fact that like I was, it's right I there. Was, I was knowing that when I was up there on the cross going, it's painful. I just want to beat George because then in my head, I know that if it was a final two, like I was under the impression, then then I would have ha- had it. but. It's nothing to take away from um, yeah, Liz and yeah. the amazing job that she did at the final tribal. Yeah, Liz won the final three game. You won basically the final two game, and this season was the final three game. But there's an alternate universe Matt out there who <laughs> is a winner. So, you know, that that's a great thing. Um, and I, I totally see, you know, again, the sense in it. was We see the doubts, obviously. We see you in confessional when you're called a pawn, and we see that game plan. Again, a very fair game plan being pushed. Where were you really thinking that you might flip, and, and why didn't you? Was it because of that great, you know, sensical game plan that we're talking through? Oh, it was such a, like, there was the, on one hand, the idea of going, oh, let's go do something fun. And then the other side of me was like, all right, let's just do the smart option. And for me at the time throughout all of Merge, essentially, the smart option was to get Jerry and George to the final three, no matter what. And that was just everything else was kind of, um, you know, no matter what other vote came up or, or whoever we were trying to send home, as long as it wasn't Jerry and George, it didn't overly matter to me um, at a great depth who it kind of was. Uh, and so. Yeah, there were so many times along the way that if it was a final three, um, I would have had to play a, a bigger or, or more fun or more um, exciting game and maybe not the safe kind of smart game I thought I was playing throughout the, the, the merge stages of the game. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. The other part of that, though, is that it is like you're keeping George, who's George, who, you know, at times is leaving you out of the Haley vote, who, who we hear is like between you and Nina at the final five yeah. with your fate in his hands. Like, you know, it's a dicey game playing with George. Did any of mm. that scare you on how that might really fracture the oh, pathway for you? Yeah, definitely. But I was always thinking end picture and I was always trying to to come and weigh up the options of going, all right, do I, you know, because there's so many moments along the way that, yeah, Nina wanted to get rid of George. So I wanted to get rid of George. There were so many people along the way that you could have gotten George out with. But when I looked at the final, you know, eight, who else could I guarantee actually beating in that final endurance challenge? And I was banking on it being an endurance challenge and, and watching Nina do the squat challenge or the, the, um, the wall sit challenge and how well she did at that. I was like, Nina's an endurance beast. I don't want to be up against her in an endurance challenge. And then you go across the board all the way back to, you know, Sam, everyone has their ability in those endurance challenges to pull through. And for me, it was about trying to, to get me and the two people I knew I could beat to that final three challenge and then take Jerry to the end. And so, yeah, there was so many moments along the way that I, you, you think back and you go, oh, I wish maybe I jumped on that. But I think if I had have gone down those routes, I probably would have been on the jury um, possibly. Uh, for, for doing those things um, at its, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, no, I, no, it's I did. It lighting door moments and you, it yeah. makes so much sense, Matt. Again, you win in the final two. So your game plan worked like to what you were trying to achieve. So it's hard to go back and be like, ah, I should have done again. If it's a final three, you make different decisions, but that's not how anyone was playing the game. So going into that final tribal council, as you said, now you're like, this is a tougher road. This isn't the final tribal council. I imagined myself sitting in. What were your expectations? What were your hopes? How much of a chance did you think you had in that final three context? I thought I could have maybe gotten um, three votes. I, I didn't really believe that, that 
I would get four votes at that final tribal. I was trying my best and I, I did my best um, going in. But going into that at the previous tribal, there was a lot of chat back and forth between the, the jury and the, um, and the contestants and, and people like Sam mouthing to Liz, you've won if you win tomorrow. Like, like, and a lot of kind of um, that sort of stuff that, yeah, it was kind of in there, really it, it gave me an idea of what I was getting into on that final tribal council night. And, and I didn't go in there not knowing that I was up against a hard um, opponent in Liz and Liz performed amazing um, and she did really, really well and, and she deserved the, the title because she was way better than me um, at that final tribal. Uh, and, yeah, so congrats yeah. to her. It's a hard road when you're communicating to people who have different, I guess, intentions for you who maybe, you know, go, go in, a few people are rooting for her. So she kind of had, like, you know, we, she did amazingly well, but we talk about it. You might have been running uphill. She might have been running downhill and that, you know, she picks up steam in that way. What were you trying to communicate? Like if you could have given them what you wanted to for your game plan, did you talk about this whole final two thing? Because again, it makes so much sense. It's so fair. Or was that like at that point, it's like play the player, not the game. Would you feel that wouldn't have resonated? Like is anything we missed about what you were really trying to communicate? Yeah, look, a few people have said to me um, from the jury post-show, uh, they wish I had have communicated more of that kind of what my game plan was post-merge. Um, and, yeah, there's heaps of things I could have said. I could have talked more about um, the, the vote of getting rid of Shawnee that, yeah. that um, you know, that I was actually like Liz claimed the, the getting rid of George move, but, but there's a conversation between me and Liz going and me going, no matter who wins tonight, we both yeah. have to get rid of George. And so, yeah, there's so many um, yeah, factors, I guess, in that. I struggled to communicate, I think, um, on the night. There was so much going on um, and I tried my best and, and it wasn't really enough. But, yeah, I wasn't able to just answer their questions probably as well as Liz um, and there's probably, yeah, there's a few things in, you know, because our speeches go for you know, five, six minutes, um, a lot of them. And so they can't show them all. So I talked a lot about my um, strategy, my physical and my social game. Um, and yeah, talking more about my social game in that it wasn't probably shown last night. But but yeah, like at the end of the day, it's, it's a blur, that final tribal council. Um, since the vote where, or since finding out there was a final three, I struggled to sleep. Uh, and then doing that final challenge, yeah. um, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster. The game of Survivor, and at the final um, night there, I was really, really finding myself, you know, um, a pretty low spot, and uh, you're really trying to climb uphill. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that is really, really tough, I'm sure. Something that you said, I was like blown away by you. Like, Jerry, we've said this since day one. And something that frustrated me was we didn't get to really see your relationship with Jerry until the swap. Can you just talk about mm. how you connected and why that was such a pivotal bond, clearly, you know, before the swap and, and clearly through the whole game? Yeah, I, I do remember one thing that wasn't um, necessarily shown. I think Sam asked a question to Jerry and I I um, jumped in and I said, well, out of everyone here, they were saying that, or Jerry was saying that he necessarily didn't agree with them or or um, connect with them because of their football and and different things. And I said I was able to connect with Jerry. That goes back to the day one thing because Jerry's someone that wants to to do things together. Jerry isn't necessarily like Sam, who likes a lot of questions and likes a lot of to back and forth 
asking him more and more in depth about his life and about his hobbies and about his things. Jerry doesn't like necessarily asking questions. He likes doing things with you. Um, and so me and him spent heaps of time building a shelter together, going and getting firewood together. And Jerry's not someone that you actually have to have a lot of conversation with. That You can just bond over doing things. Um, and I think that a lot of the cast out there uh, didn't really realize that with Jerry, but that was something that I was able to cotton on to with early. And I think it's probably what saved me um, through those tribe swap days where Jerry was such a big fan of me that that helped him, um, you know, stick up for me and get me through, especially that final tribal uh, tribe swap vote where um, uh, where Stevie ended up going home. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't get to see nearly enough, I feel, of your dynamics on the Heroes tribe. We kind of hear that you're in the Mitre Alliance, and I think Jerry calls you the apprentice. Who were your major connections early on, and where did you see yourself in the hierarchy there? Yeah, I think early on I felt about probably five or six. Um, I knew where I stood, uh, that I had a really, uh, like a secret alliance with Nina um, uh, along the way from early there. And then I also had a pretty good relationship with Haley. There was this idea that the meat trade is boys alliance. And and I knew that wasn't going to necessarily fly for for very long, but just because of the, you know, the male dominance there. And, and as soon as you start doing anything dominant by gender, other the other gender is going to try and attack it. So I was very aware of that. And I was um, trying to build relationships with, with all the girls um, on the tribe there, uh, you know, Flick, uh, and uh, Nina and Haley and Paige. Um, I even got along pretty well with Rogue uh, early on in those early days. But yeah, there was a definitely a hierarchy of the boys of Sam. Um, well, it was probably Sean, Dave, Sam, uh, and then it was kind of me, Nina, and Flick uh, as part of that strong six. Uh, and yeah, the meat tray was the one that kind of the four of us. But it was really a six, I felt like. And then Paige is number seven. Interesting. So obviously you flip on that, <laughs> you know, make the vigilantes, which you coined the term, well, Nina coined the term, you stole the term from Nina. Um, <laughs> and so what, like, what really drove that flip? Because having spoken to all the heroes, they were shocked that you of all people flipped. Like they, you know, Haley, we see that, you know, Simon clearly, but you were the one mole that they couldn't detect. So what drove that intention for you? Yeah, I think it was um, me really realizing, all right, well, how do I get to the end? And just um, Realizing that I probably, you know, could get to five or I could get to six with this Heroes Alliance and I could get through the next few votes because we'd pick off some of those um, original villains and, and we, could, we could make that work. But for me to get to the end, I really was like, oh, and for me to get to the end as a winner, um, I was like, all right, who do I really want to sit next to? And the obvious one for me at that point was was Jerry, and and so I was already the big decision for me was was the end game. I was thinking, all right, do I go down this line with the heroes and go, all right, who can I sit with at the end? Do I try and sit with you know Sam or try and sit with uh, Flick or? But all of them, those returning players, probably wipe the floor with all us newbies. They understand the game at such another level, and so for me, it was always about. How, how do I get to the end and who do I want to sit next to? And that's why I went down the vigilantes line um, and working with them because Jerry was, was in there and, and that was the smartest, um, most logical option for me uh, at that time. 
Yeah, for sure. Something I'm interested in, you, you mentioned your relationship with Haley, and I don't think that was something we really saw as much, but seemed really clear in like her jury villa as an example. We know that she tells you about the 60K from George. You don't tell George. He loses some trust there. He leaves you out of the Haley boat. I was wondering why you didn't tell George. And because and, there's a secret scene where you said, like, I would have gone along with the Haley boat. So I'm just interested in kind of how that was playing out in terms of your relationship with Haley. Yeah, it's um just before Haley goes home, uh, we're having these conversations where she told me uh, about the 60K and then there was more and more conversations that day uh, about it um, and, and leading into that vote. And I had had a pretty good relationship with Haley, and, and Haley is someone who understands George very, very well. And all through that stage of the game, I was trying to work out what is George actually doing? Does George actually want to get to the end? And how does George think he's actually going to win? Because I was perplexed from about merge how George actually felt like or thought he was going to win the show. I knew he could get far, but I didn't know who he necessarily thought would take him from, because in my mind, he wasn't going to beat any of the top in merge um, at an endurance challenge. So I was, I was wondering and, and constantly asking and, and talking back and forth with Haley about well, what, what does she think his kind of game plans are? Um, and then I realized that afternoon when Haley was started talking about a few different things and just her, her game went up a notch and it went to like last season Haley where she just like, you know, switched on and, and I realized how dangerous she was. Um, and while I didn't want to tell George the information about the 60K because, you know, information in the game of Survivor is power and I didn't think he needed to know that I knew that. Um, but, yeah, I, the – I probably would have gone along with the Haley vote because I just knew that yeah, she was so dangerous and she was having a lot of chats with a lot of people um, on all sides of the camp. Yeah, I mean, you can never underestimate Haley for sure. You were playing with a lot of really dangerous players. And, and yeah. I heard a rumour that you actually knew who these players were. I heard that you're are you a fan for real. Is this, is this true, Matt, that you are a fan of the show Survivor? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have watched Australian Survivor for a fair few years. I remember watching, I applied back when watching um, Sean and uh, Sean and Dave do the- well, Sean made a the, lot of people um, apply for the show. Simon yeah. said as well, like, he inspired a lot of you guys. I think in All Stars, they were doing the underwater challenge that we got to do, yeah. um, the holding your breath one. And yeah. I remember watching that and then the ad came up in the ad break going apply for Australian Survivor. And I said to my wife at the time, uh, Kirsty, and and she- um, I said, I could do that. And she said, well, do it then. And I was like, maybe I will. And anyways. A couple of days later, I'd applied and and then um, I didn't get on for that season, but but have now been you know a part of gone through it all and and got to do the challenge that I watched on the TV. So yeah, I've been and a fan it. for a few years. Um, yeah, and won that <laughs> won that challenge. Yeah. That was a cool moment. Um, yeah, I've been a fan for a few years. Um, yeah, haven't necessarily seen you know all the American seasons, but but you know grew up watching you know Sandra and and Boston Rob and. And then there was this moment, me and Dave Zaharakis um, were on, on the show going, we're with, we remember watching your mum, Nina, and, and just like a cool moment like that while we were growing up, watching Heroes vs. Villains and now being a part of it was, was cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, well, speaking of, I feel like your baby boy recently born, Geordie's baby boy, I feel like Survivor Dynasty's 2050. <laughs> got to sign him up because that's definitely going to happen. I wanted to wish you a massive congratulations that you've had Thank your you. baby Hugo. That is an amazing thing. Yes. 
And yeah, I mean, I'm sure life is crazy for you now, but if you ever have, you know, any additional time, I'd love to have a longer chat about your game. I think your clarity around it is so refreshing, so awesome. And, you know, but final two, Matt, and final three, Matt, the the pathway was as valid, you know, like the show changes it up, but that, but the check is different. I understand that. But the decisions I feel are equally valid if you're working to that pathway, which everyone was. So I'm really sorry that 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 happened. (laughs) I'm really happy for alternate universe matt but you were making those decisions (laughs) in the same way so congratulations on a great game congratulations on a baby and all the things and i'd I'd love to chat about it more if you ever have time in the future thanks shannon thanks so much bye have a good night jerry how are you thank you so much for making the time it's great to talk to you shannon you too doll and it's uh yeah good to be on here with you yeah, I mean, I have so many questions and so little time, but I'd love to ask the first thing because I think this is so vital, you know, it becomes a thing of of who took out George and and you and, and Matt, do you obviously have your part in that as well? You vote for George as much as it becomes about Liz. Liz, Liz wins the challenge. I'd love to yeah. hear from you what the plan was. Had Liz lost that immunity challenge, say if you win or, or Matt wins, would you get rid of Liz at that point or would you still have all voted out George to get to that final three tribal council? I um, would think I didn't care which way it went. Um, I, I was I was I was more than happy to go up against George because I've, I said this earlier on in the piece that um, I would love to go up against the best of the best. Although I might not be able to win against them, probably cannot win against them. That it would fulfil my dream of uh, my survivor dream to go up against the best and, and let them take it out. Saying that, I think. Um, if Matt won the challenge, um, Liz would have gone, I, I, I assume, um, thinking of the other two boys. And, um, yeah, and, and um, Maddie and George and I would have uh, gone to the jury. So if Matt there, I mean, Matt seemed pretty set on, on voting out George. If he's voting with Liz to vote out George, would you have still voted, like, you know, basically in, in essence against Matt? Um, by voting against Liz, that would have put George into fire. Were you like sticking with George the whole time? Or if Matt put his foot down and was like, I want to take out George, do you feel like you would have gone with him? Uh, I sort of was making my decisions on the on the fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point of time, Matt would have come and probably suggested to take George out, I would say. Yeah. And I don't think I would have. Right. Yeah, that's hard. I think I think I would have gone Liz. So therefore, I still keep my loyalty to both Matt and George. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we see that at the final four that you say that you're willing to fall on your sword there. You do end up eventually Hmm. voting for George. Was that like a real thing that you felt in the moment? And was it something that you feel you followed through with and then just kind of voted for George in that? Or was it something you were talked out of, like what was your thought process on falling on your sword and then later on that night voting for George? Okay, uh, this didn't go my way. The vote didn't go my way. Yeah. Matt did tell me that he is not voting me, he's voting George. Yeah. I thought the other two were setting concrete to vote me. Oh, okay. I voted George because I wanted to go to fight with George. Mm-hmm. That's bottom line. And then would you have, like, wanted to make that fire or would you have, like, laid down your fire as much as your sword to let George go through? We didn't get a fire, so we don't know. 
Right, but like in your your in your intention. Yeah. Uh, my my intention was to make fire. Okay. Yeah, I mean that would have been exciting to to get that fire making challenge between the two of you. And then in going to the final tribal council, what was your, you, you know, we, we see what your story is that you want to pitch. Who were the votes that you were hoping that would resonate with? Like what, what were you hoping would be like a best case scenario for that final tribal council? Well, do you know, I knew from the first part of the game um, what it, it, where my votes were going to, to, to be laid in the, um, in, the final, in the final voting there. And I know I wasn't going to get votes. I know that. Like, you know, I may be old, but I'm not an idiot. And uh, I, knew, I knew the votes weren't going my way. So with my, uh, with my pitch, I just laid down the law and, um, and just said exactly what I felt I did and the way I felt. And as I said, I don't apologise for it. So, yeah, I mean, as you talk about the the apology part of the Final Tribal Council, I'd love to hear from your perspective what we were hearing from the hero jurors about that kind of early social dynamic because we see that they are splitting on you a lot. They eventually send you to villains. They say they didn't connect with you. From your point of view, do you, put, do you, do you feel like that was coming from you, that maybe you misjudged them, or do you feel like they were a clear click, they were the meat tray, they didn't let you in, and they're just like kind of externalizing a lot of that? A very quick snapshot. First couple of days, I, I, uh, I knew that the oldest person gets voted out first, okay? So I did everything I could around camp to, uh, to try to prevent that. Uh, I was the instigator of building such a, a great shelter, and apparently it was one of the best shelters there, there are. And um, I, uh, I, I roped in a few people to help me build it, but I designed it and built it to be comfortable for everybody for the whole two months that we were there. I did that. I did tell my story at story time, as others did. And because I've lived so long, I had many, many stories. They only got to hear about 15% of them, uh, although the, the boys said, oh, well, we know all about you. No, no you only know, you only know about 15% of me, actually. And through that course of that first week, and probably, and because I, I injured my back the second day, um, that 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 killed, and I, I carried that all the way through the game. Um, I injured that that foot. They re-injured that foot. I think three days in uh, third third um, challenge in, and um, so I'm I'm old, I'm broken, and I'm, I'm going. So I'm, I get it. I get it. I'm a, I'm a liability. Um, we kept winning challenges. The it it did break into two segments. Like you had the uh, the meat tray and. And, and the athlete type people on that side, and um, probably Haley, Shani, and I uh, were sort of like misfits on another on the other side type thing, and uh, and then then Rogue went straight away, of course. Um, so yes, I was pushed to the outer. I felt that I was on the outside. I kept getting voted out, so. And then I got voted to the other to the other side to the villains tribe. <clears throat> it was a no-brainer, mate. You know, that's um, you know, I, I was on the outer. I, I did hear a few um, side conversations where um, I was sort of like butter jokes and things like that um, within the camp. Uh, that didn't go down really well with me. I, I just didn't say too much about it. But then I knew, well, this is it. You know, they're 
it's no good trying to knock on the door anymore. So I will not. Um, I did join in conversation. Like there was a lot of conversations about dining and wine and things like that. Um, that sort of thing I'm into. And those conversations I did join into when I was there, you know. So, uh, but that, of course, that didn't come up on the edit. Uh, so, in the end, when I went to the villains, I got to meet George. And you only seen that part of uh, the George and my conversations. And, um, and, we, and we just put it down in concrete then. We're going to work together. You've got a crew on your side. I have a few people on my side. If we can somehow stay alive and bring this together, because George was in the same boat on the other side. He was walking dead, same as I was. And, um, and, and we just decided if we can pull this together later on down the track, We'll stick together and we'll march on through. And I went back. A lot of people thought that I was crazy, but I went back to the hero side because of Shani. And um, <clears throat> and then uh, you know that that night Shani got voted out, which was horrible, horrible. You know the um, the, the lies and deceit and the and the, the um, what happened to her was disgraceful in my eyes. Okay, not in the gay's eyes, of course. And um, and that was it. I just. I just um, said, right, everybody's dead. <laughs> the mm-hmm. six of them are dead. I was just going after them, and um, and and that's what I did. We uh, we um, did a tribe swap. George came over. Oh, it was a, it was made in heaven. Yeah, the, the tribe swap was perfect. And then uh, uh, I was able to work with George, get rid of my six people that I needed out of that game. Um, just my own personal vendetta or whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, yeah, call it a personal vendetta. That's fine. And then, and then um, I did that. And then once that happened, I thought, George, over to you, mate. It's, um, I've, I've done what I've, what, what, I've, what I've come to do. And, uh, and then we just sailed through. But we did, we did talk every day, uh, George and I, about what we, how we felt the day would go. Um, George is a social butterfly. He loves doing that sort of thing. Um, I'm not that into it. So uh, we, we discussed it a few things. He went and did his thing and um, things did change. Boats changed through the course of uh, the, the day and the evening and um, it's, it's, we got to the end, yeah. Yeah, I mean, George is very like complimentary of your game in his jury villa and speaking to him about like how you were as chief of staff and so important to his game. Um, and I do think obviously so much of the season was like the Shani revenge tour. Was there anyone in particular, like you say the six, but was there anyone from the heroes that you had a particularly acrimonious relationship with or had like a prime target on them because of you felt they were maybe leading the charge against you or Shani or, or in some of those social aspects as well? Six to me, in fact. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> when uh, the, the when I was voted to the other side, well, you, you've had you, you had the um, the meat tray boys, okay, um, the, the, the three boys, and um, had Flick and um, and Paige, and and there was there was no way, you know, I I could knock down brick walls easier than I could knock down their barriers to to get in there. Um, that's my opinion. And um, so they had to go, you know. Um, they, they, I had to get my revenge on them for sending me over there and just, and just um, you know, making me feel the way that I felt. Then once um, we had that uh, controversial challenge uh, 
that, that Shani and Paige uh, um, with dropping the box and uh, the way that went down and the way um, uh, young Benjamin um, had um, turned things on Shani, which was not correct, uh, I knew those, in my heart, those two had to go first to get my revenge for Shani. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, then they are the next two that you vote out of heroes. Um, in terms of of those kind of in that revenge tour, someone who's notably not a part of it is Matt. Like Matt's there as a hero, part of that like bigger group. But it seemed like you had such an important relationship with him and one one from the beginning that we didn't see. So why was Matt okay? Like how was Matt the good guy in this? And what relationship did you have from the beginning to then bring him in at the swap? Well, that's exactly you. You, you didn't see it. Uh, and Matt and I were uh, we we were good right from the start. Matt treated me with respect, and I treated him with respect. And uh, <clears throat> we could talk, we could get on together, and we really liked each other. We, we got a really good apparel and, and uh, relationship going right from the very beginning. Even though he kept putting my name down because uh, he was told to do it. He was told to do it. And <clears throat> with the, uh, the Metro and who they are, and, and Matt was pretty excited and, um, um, about playing in the game with, with such professional footballers and things like that, that's what he focused on. But I could see what they were doing to him and uh, they were actually massaging him and manipulating him to, to go. And he was only a number. Um, and and um, poor old Maddie, and um, he didn't quite see it at first. And and what really really resonated that into my head, and and I, I went bang. I am correct. Remember the uh, pizza challenge. I was standing behind Sam as Sam got into the box, and the scroll was there, and he pulled it out. I was standing right behind him. I'm looking over his shoulder, actually. And, and this is the way those three guys tuned me out because they could never, they, like, they tuned my voice out and everything. And I leaned out like that and into Sam's ear, I said, Oi, what do you got there? He didn't even hear me. And oh I was my just God. Yeah. It's like my, my <laughs> voice just didn't, didn't comprehend. And I thought, All right. And then he grabbed, um, he grabbed um, Sean and David and they ran off with the scroll. They left Matt sitting there. I thought, ah, I'm right. Matt's just a number to them. So uh, and then I brought Shani into that and, and we just sat back and monitored and uh, for a few weeks, well, well, Shani went, I did mention it to Haley. We spoke about it but uh, only briefly. But I kept that pretty well to myself until after merge and I could see the boys trying to rope Matt in again and I pulled Matt aside and we, and we didn't see this on the edit. I said, Matty, I said, remember the pizza challenge? He goes, yep. He said, do you know one of these boys have got an idol? Did they tell you about the scroll because you're in deep with them? No, and his face dropped. I said, mate, they're not your friends. They're not your friends. So that's when he, he really gone, yeah, I can actually really trust Jerry. Let's go. 
Yeah, you did so much good work to bring that in. And it was absolutely so pivotal. I do love the idea that you were just like going like a ghost undetected. And that was the hero's undoing, which is an amazing thing in terms of the revenge arc. Although it um, it, it doesn't appear to be good gameplay uh, with um, traditional stereotypical uh, survivor gameplay, but it's the way I play the game. It's the way I live my life. You know, I see things and I just, you just do it, you know, and um um, and the, the gameplay with George, like if, you're, if you've got a really, really good alliance and you're really thick, why change it? You know, so and, and, and let's move on if you want and then you can go uh, when we get to it when um, Nina and I was in the compound and then I can explain to you what happened there. But anyway, you keep going. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, tell me about isolation because that was a big chance where they were trying to get you to flip and you say in confessional that you are thinking about it. That's the, the biggest fracture we probably see between you and George and then you come back. So what was the thought process there? Were you ever a little bit out the door? And if so, what brought you back? Look, um, as I've said, I, I, I do treat people the way I want to be treated. If it doesn't reciprocate, I start treating people the way they treat me. Easy. I've done that all my life. What happened there, and when I actually came back from the villains, so I, I could see that Nina was halfway between the uh, meat tray and the hierarchy and, and us bottom feeders, and she was in the middle swinging, okay? And um, I thought, right, I'm going to grab Nina and I'll, I'll take her over and, and we'll have a bit of a chat because I, 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 up until that date, I'd, I'd never really spoken to Nina. I'd never got to know her or anything like that. And, um, and um, so we went and sat in the hammock and, and had a bit of a chat. And I thought, I'm going to bring her in because that, at that next vote, when we went to tribal council, I was hell bent on trying to get, well, I had Shani, but um, Haley and, and possibly Nina um, um, to, to help me vote Sam out. I thought, bang, I'm getting rid of him straight away because <laughs> of what he said in that tribal council. <laughs> and, um, but as I spoke to Nina, and, and Nina and I have spoken about this uh, only the other night, and, um, and I just got the feeling that I can't bring her on board into what I'm thinking. I can't tell her what I'm thinking because I just don't think I can trust her enough. And um, and just, just thinking of Nina and, and, and watching her mum's work and all that sort of stuff. Oh, so I got cold feet and I didn't bring her on board. So there's that. Now let's go to the compound where we were put together again. And we we're talking about it. Then she brought it to my attention that, that George had, uh, had been a naughty boy and, and sort of like went behind my back. Uh, again, but that's, that's what George does. You know, he's, he's, he's like one of your naughty sons. He goes out and does the wrong thing, then he comes home. You, you give him a bit of a flog, and then and it's all it's all in love again. <laughs> so and so I, I got I got annoyed about that, and I thought, well, you know, maybe this is this is the time. You know, he's just, it's because uh, he's disrespected me, and uh, and uh, then Simon came in. But watching Simon's gameplay right from the word go, from even when I was on the villains. I, I could I could never give him a hundred percent my trust um, like Shani and and um, Maddie and and even George. I know that sounds contradictive because uh, George is swapping all the time, but um, but I, but I couldn't I couldn't 
give him that same amount of trust just watching what he does and, and his erratic gameplay. And, and, uh, but when we did come together and I listened to both of them and I thought, yeah, I, I'll bring these guys on board. I think, yep, it's time to flip on George. I know that Maddie would come in because uh, we'd, Maddie and I had had a, a few conversations over at different times going, oh, that, that Maddie couldn't, he didn't have the trust level of George that I had. And, um, and I had a little saying, both for, both for George and, and Maddie, give him 24 hours, give him 24 hours, give him 24 hours. And, uh, and of course, that we, you guys didn't see that. But, um, and that was one of my, my little favourite words between the two of them to, to keep them together. And um, so, but looking at them, and when I spoke to Simon about it, he was still a bit erratic, you know, because during merge, we did bring him on board a few times, and um, he just flipped out you know, every time. And that, well, you know, this is this is a this is pretty dicey, pretty dicey. So, uh, but I, I was I was going there because I was pretty annoyed at George. And I thought, no, nah, no, nah, it's uh, I can bring these guys on. We can uh, we, we can get rid of George at the next boat. It's pretty easy. It's a done deal. And um, but then I, I sat down and th- thought about. It and I, I had a I had a lot to think about. And even though I was mad, that we are you you don't make a a permanent decision on a on on a, on a fleeting moment. You know, that's uh, you got to settle down and rethink things out. And I thought, you know, for for my game. And for the relationships that I valued, if I voted George out, these two are like, I was probably going to be next vote out anyway. Um, so that was number one. You know, it wasn't good for my game. And number two, uh, I, I am loyal and I, and I stand by my word. And you've really got to, you've got really got to destroy me for me to turn on you. You really have to. And after thinking about it for a while, even though I was pretty angry about it, um, I, was, I settled down and, and it wasn't that such a big thing, you know. No, I'm, I'm sticking to my alliance. I'm, I'm sticking to that because that's, that's where my loyalties lie and, and that's my gameplay to the end. And, and as I said to my family before I left, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I need to get to the end of this. And um, that was my focus. And I did it my way. A lot of people think, that it wasn't the correct way to do it. Oi, I got to the end. Yeah, I mean, as you said, it's it's basically like, if you turn on me, I'll turn on you. And I think that you said that a couple of times. How far yeah. would George have needed to push it to really lose your loyalty? Like, he was really scared if he votes out mad at the final five, you know, slays the other son there and this family dynamic that you guys have, that you would come back at four and be gunning for him. Is that true? Could he have reconciled that? Or was he right to think that to keep you on side, he did have to remain loyal to you and Matt till the end? In that compound and going to that tribal council, it's it's he was he was ninety percent out the door, um, mm-hmm. and and it didn't make the edit. But I, I even said to him at tribal council, in front of the jurors, I said, George, he came that far. You almost tipped me. You came that bloody close 
to go, you know, and, go, and, and he said, oh, sorry. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but you, you didn't see that, of course. But um, it, it was close. But, uh, but, but in the end, I feel I made the right decision um, for, for, for my game and, and for my personal values as well. Yeah, but I mean, if he if he had done even worse, like if he in the next vote when Nina goes home, if he'd voted out Matt, would that have been it for George, or do you feel like you know the the wayward son could have found a way home after that with you? That's very interesting because um, George was in the same boat that Matt was in, and and uh, they couldn't really quite trust each other, um, and and they both came to me with that on, on a few times, and that's where the 24-hour thing came. And um, it would depend. If George came to me and said, mate, I know you're not going to like it. I'm going to vote Matt out. I'd be fine with it. If he came to me and said, no, I'm going to vote this way um, for, for Liz, and but then him and Liz end up voting Matt out, I, I'd be very annoyed about that uh, because I wasn't brought into it, and uh, I, I, I feel that they would have, he could have had enough trust into me to tell me what he was doing, and as long as I'm told, if I don't agree, but I'll, I'll honour it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, there's so much there. You were part of so much of the season, turning on the heroes, getting the revenge tour and being part of this, basically a, basically a villain in the end, this vigilante group that really run it down to the end. Congratulations again, Jerry, on making it to the final day. It was great to chat to you and to get some of those really important insights through the game. Thank you. And um, hey, um, my, my body comes good. I'll, I'll get to go again and, and being a returnee, if, if I ever get the chance, and you'll see a different Jerry. I think we'd love to see it. I know Bryce Isaiah, I think he's your biggest fan. He'd love to see it more than anyone. So we'll be rooting for that, Jerry. And thanks so much again for your time. Beautiful. Okay. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. There you have it, everyone. Those are the final exit interviews for the season of Australian Survivor Heroes versus Villains. Hope that you've enjoyed them all. Special thanks as well to Mike Bloom for hopping in when I could not have those conversations. But yeah, this is the end of the exit interviews, but not even remotely. The end of coverage on RHAP for the season. Recaps coming up, check in, and then the deep dive. So follow me at Shannon Gates. Subscribe to the International Survivor Half Ups feed so you don't miss any of that. Really appreciate your support as always. Really appreciate you listening and hope that you got a lot out of these exit interviews. So hope you enjoyed and I will see you on the recap. Bye. Australian Survivor is Survivor New Zealand. Survivor. Survivor. South African 12 ordinary Australians. One million pounds. Million euros.